From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Jill Walker, the sportsman Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm. What's up, Doc? <laughs> yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> and starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. mantle cloaks the countryside, and throughout Mel Blanc's little town, amorous young couples are sitting in front of warm fireplaces. In the Adams household, we hear Shirley Adams saying, Why are you getting up, Henry? Put another log on the fire, Shirley. And in the Brown household, Anne Brown is saying, Why are you getting up, George? Well, I'm just going to stir up the ashes a little, Anne. <laughs> And in the Colby home, where Betty has been sitting in front of the fireplace with her boyfriend, Mel Blank. Betty is saying, Why are you getting up, Mel? Well, the fire's out and it's cold. I'm going home, Betty. <laughs> well, Betty persuaded Mel to stay. Time passed, the fire grew warmer, and Betty said, Mel, let's hold hands. All right, but I think it's silly. <laughs> no, Mel, not your hands, mine. <laughs> All right, you hold your hands and I'll hold mine. <laughs> Betty, this year I'm going to make your father have respect for me. This is going to be a blank year. I'm going to be a big man and the fix-it shop is, is only the beginning. Already I'm working on an invention that'll do away with nylons. In fact, it'll wear a thousand times longer than nylons. Oh, Mel, what is it? Empty salami casings. <laughs> Mel, who would wear a salami casing? A salami. <laughs> We were alone in the parlor, and you spent it talking about a delicatessen. Two hours wasted. You're right, Betty. Let's go to the movies. Oh, no. Let's stay here and dance. Hey, that's a swell idea, Betty. I'll put a record on phonograph. Yeah. Oh, Mel, be careful how you handle those records. Oh, don't worry. Say, here's an old cracked one. Enrico Caruso, Pagliacci. Oh, be very careful with that one. It's a very old record. Only ten people in the country still have one. Uh, there's only nine now. <laughs> better not joke. That rare record is one of Father's prized possessions. And when he finds out, you know what he'll do? Well, don't worry, Betty. Your father won't play this record for a long time. So I'll rush right over to the fix-it shop, glue it together, and be back before your father can say, Mel Blank, I'll break every bone in your body. Let me see now. This last piece goes in here. Ah, got the record glued together now. Oh, wait, this can't be right. It came out square. 
I'll take it apart again. This time I'll put it into a frying pan so it comes out round. Oh, holy cat, here comes Mr. Colby now. I better put the record in the back of the counter. Hello, Mr. Colby. <clears throat> Hello, Mel. I see you're bringing the electric fan back. Didn't I make it run fast enough? You made it run too fast. When I turned it on at the supermarket, the fan took off. <laughs> yeah. Went right through the pickle barrel and landed in the bakery department. Well, was anybody hurt? No. Then what are you angry about? Well, how many people do you know that'll buy chocolate-covered dill pickle cake? <laughs> no, no, I'm not really angry, Mel. In fact, I'm very happy. I'm finally getting a new refrigerator for my supermarket. Oh, that's wonderful. How'd you manage to get it? Well, it's a funny coincidence. It seems the distributor out here is a music lover. And I promised him that tonight I'd let him hear my very rare Caruso record. In fact, I might even give it to him. If he <laughs> Imagine that. Getting a refrigerator just for a Caruso. <laughs> a record? That's right. A record. A record. Oh, oh, oh you mean record. <laughs> I thought you meant record. <laughs> Is something wrong, Mel? Why, Mr. Colby? What makes you say that? Well, for one thing, your face just turned green. Oh, that. Oh, that's the latest fad. You wear your skin to match your suit. Uh, well, your suit's brown. How do you like that? I put on the wrong skin this morning. Well, Mel, I've got to pick up Mr. Grimes, the distributor. But meanwhile, you can fix this fan, and uh, I may develop a soft spot in my heart for you. Well, <clears throat> goodbye. Uh-oh. If he ever finds out what I fixed, he'll develop a soft spot in my head. Oh, so I've got to fix this record fast and beat Mr. Colby over to his house. Well, if it isn't Mr. Potchnik, the piano teacher. Hello, Mr. Potchnik. Hello, Mel Nyatink. <laughs> Mel Nyatink? Oh, excuse me. Mel Blank. <laughs> well, look, Mr. Potchnik, I have your calendar on the wall. Oh, yes. The calendar with President Truman on it that says, play the piano and become president in 10 years elect. <laughs> Yeah, did it get you any new pupils? No, but since I put it up, I got a dozen new friends from Missouri trying to tell me how to run my business. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, Mr. Potchnik, did you ever have any luck getting a house for yourself? Well, you know, Mel, for three years, I was in uniform. Yeah, but I told you, Mr. Potchnik, they don't give priorities to Western Union men. <laughs> I tell you, Mel, I was so desperate last year, I told my real estate agent, get me anything, an apartment, a barn, a garage. I even take a cottage in Cucumber Manga. <laughs> so last week, he finally called and said he had a flat. A flat? Are you living in it? What living in it? It was a flat tire. He wanted me to... <laughs> well, it's too bad, Mr. Potchnik, but if you don't mind, I I've got to put together this broken record. Oh, just a second, Mel. I have to play at a wedding tonight, and I want you to fix by me my flute. Well... <laughs> I don't have any time now, but, well, maybe I can fix it in a second. Well, what's wrong? Give a listen and audition. <laughs> well, no wonder it don't play right. The strings are missing. <laughs> well, I'll have to fix it in a second. <laughs> Careful how you're fooling around. That ain't a piece of plumbing. <laughs> well, I got it fixed. Try it now. Maybe it is a piece of plumbing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Potchnik. I gotta go now. I'm in trouble enough. No, no. Better you should stay here and fix for me my flute. This beautiful instrument can easily become a deadly weapon, you know. Oh, first let me take care of something, Mr. Potchnik. Oh, Zuki! I gotta get by that wedding. 
Oh, oh, hello, Mr. Potty Potch. Potty Potch. Potty Potch. Potty Potch. Now, look, Zookie, I want you to catch up to Mr. Colby and keep him away from his home until I get there. Now, fix by me my floor. Well, you can depend on me. You can depend on me. I shall be overjoyed to assist you out of your precarious predicament. Did I say that? Come along, Mel. Oh, Mr. Parchnik, give me that flute. Gosh, if I don't get there in time, Mr. Colby will kill me. If I don't fix this flute, you'll be mad. That's right, Mel. You are in between the devil and the deep black sea. For success and miss your aim, a breath of trouble may be to blame. Yes, a breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, is a definite handicap. Could it be that you are a victim? Many are and don't know it. So just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. And now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and their arrangement of Nellie Bly. Like a turtle dove. And when she sings so pretty like my heart just drips with love. Drip, drip, drip. Hi, hi, Nelly. Ho, ho, Nelly. Listen, lady, love to me, to me. I will play and sing for you the sweetest melody. Oh, Nelly, won't you listen while I play for me?
the Hellbank. Nell has broken Mr. Colby's rare Caruso record and has to repair it before Mr. Colby gets home. But meanwhile, he's being detained in his fix-it shop by Mr. Potsnick, whose flute he is repairing. Please, Mr. Potsnick, if I don't get to Mr. Colby's house, he'll kill me. And if you don't fix by me my flute, that pleasure will be mine. <laughs> well, but the flute is fixed. Well, why didn't you told me? Give it to me. I try it now. Just like new. How'd you like it? Well, it don't play, but it sure cools off the play. <laughs> Give me that flute. I'll take it to the back and fix it myself. Oh, now look who's here. My lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, Mr. Cushing, how's every old thing? Mel, if you mean my wife, she's fine. In fact, when I left home, she was calling up the newspaper to put in an ad for a new maid. Well, what happened to the old maid? I quit. <laughs> Mighty potentate, don't tell me you were the maid in your house. Well, it might as well be known. When you hear a voice on the telephone saying, Hello, monsieur, this is the Cushing residence. That's me. <laughs> Well, don't you ever have any help in your house? Oh, yes. We used to have an upstairs maid and a downstairs maid. But my wife got suspicious. Well, what made her get suspicious? I was always out of breath. <laughs> your wife must have really told you off. She's still shouting. Yada da, yada da, yada da. You know, Mel, last night I walked by the night table where her false teeth were resting, and from sheer force of habit, they snapped at me. <laughs> Well, mighty potentate, didn't you have any idea what you were getting into when you got married? No, Mel, but I should have had an inkling when the preacher made an unintentional mistake. What happened? He said, I now sentence you, man and wife. <laughs> you know, Mel, that part where the preacher says, if anyone knows why this couple should not be married, speak now. I sat around for three days listening to arguments. <laughs> Well, mighty potentate, you may have been unlucky, but other married men are happy, aren't they? Ha! <laughs> well, when you're young, they tell you marriage is the union of two hearts, two minds, two souls. Well, isn't it? Wait till you have to pay those union dues. So <laughs> long, Mel. Well, goodbye, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo. Ugga. Did you hear that? I got a few notes off. Please, Mr. Potchnik, I gotta leave now. I gotta take this, this Caruso record back to Mr. Colby's house. Just a second, Mel. Where you go, I go. I got to play that wedding, and without this flute, I'm a dead shortlick. <laughs> well, come on. You know, Mel, I heard that cushion. It's terrible when you don't get along with your wife. It reminds me of my first wife, Sonia. We went on a diet together. I was very fat, and she was very thin. In one month, I lost 60 pounds. Well, what happened to your wife? She disappeared completely. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen to me if I don't get there in time. Mel, I thought you'd never get here. Dad told me about Mr. Grimes. Have you got the Caruso record? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, Betty, meet Mr. Pochnick. Mr. Pochnick? Hello, girlie. Uh, Mel, you better hurry up and fix by me the float. I'm late for that wedding. They must be up to the chicken by now. I already missed the borscht. <laughs> Please, Mr. Potchnik. As soon as I put this record away. Oh, right next to the Galakirky record, Mel. That's the way Daddy always keeps them. Okay, Betty. Gosh, I'm so nervous I can hardly see what I'm doing. Oh, oh no. 
somebody say something. I don't care about the chicken, even the borscht, but I do hate to miss that dessert. How <laughs> about <laughs> <Ova>, maybe? <laughs> Caruso record and the Gallicurky record. Betty, I'm going to kill myself. First, you've got to fix by me the floors. <laughs> well, here comes Father up the stairs with Mr. Grimes. Oh, wait a second. I got an idea. Hide those records. I'll get behind the curtains and I'll sing Caruso and Gallicurky myself. I can do it. Uh, oh, no. I haven't got an orchestra. Now, what are you talking about? These are old records. They only had one accompanist. I'll play by me the flute. The flute. That's it. Uh. Betty, when you want me to sing, just say the word start. Right, come on, Mr. Pochnick, behind the curtain. Uh, come here, Mr. Grimes. Oh, Betty, I want you to meet Mr. Grimes. Hello, Mr. Grimes. Oh, hello, Miss Colby. I can hardly wait to hear Caruso and Gallicurchi in all their glory. Well, at first, I'll put on the Caruso record. Oh, huh? let me do it for you, Father. Oh, well, thank you, Betty. Let's sit here, Mr. Grimes. Oh, now, you mustn't forget the Caruso record has a slight crack in it. Crack or no crack, there's nothing like the master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. The record is ready to start. You better change the record. Put the Gallic Kirchy one on, will you? Yes. All right, Father. Now. Gallicurchy is ready to start. No, the gentle no. never sounded like this before. <laughs> Betty, put the Caruso record back on. It's all right, Father. Now, I'll start again. <laughs> that Caruso has quite Jones. <laughs> <laughs> These records are very old. Betty, put on the Gallicurchy record again. It's all right, Father. I hope you know what you want me to start. No, Well, something's happened to these records. Mr. Grimes, wouldn't you rather hear a new recording of mine? Wouldn't you? Father, no! Uh, uh, Betty, Betty, please put on Arturo Toscanini and the Philharmonic playing the Tchaikovsky Concerto. Toscanini and the Philharmonic? Hold on, Betty, do as I say now. Well, I'll start it. Bad day for Toscanini, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving. Oh, now. Mr. Grimes, so soon. Yes, this is as good a time as any for me to start. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong here. Wait a minute. Who's behind that curtain? Why, Mel Blank! Now, Mr. Colby, uh, I can explain that. Mel everything. Blank, what have you got to say? Mr. Colby, meet Mr. Potchnick. Hello. Hello. Mr. Potchnick, meet Mr. Colby. Hello. 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 Mr. Grimes? Now, wait a minute! Well, 
gosh, Betty, isn't it surprising how everything worked out so nicely? Oh, yes, Mr. Grimes is getting Father a refrigerator, and he's even replacing the record you broke. And he asked me to wait here on the porch for him. I, I wonder what he wants. Oh, here he comes now. Bell, Mel, my boy, I've, I've really enjoyed this evening. Uh, by the way, you know that I'm a music lover, and in my travels, I meet a lot of other music lovers. Uh, yes, and now there's something I would like very much to know. Will you excuse me, Miss Colby? Will you excuse me? <laughs> Tell me, Bell, is it that way? Oh, is that all, Mr. Grimes? Well, it's simple. You put your hands together, you pucker up your lips, and you go... <laughs> Mel Blank will be back in just a minute. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance. With your romance, use Colgate's tooth powder. You think that a little breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, could be holding you back? You think this is the reason you're not as popular as you'd like to be? Well, then, why not do this? Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate tooth powder. For Colgate tooth powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. This is Mel Blank saying thanks for listening. Good night and that's all, folks. <laughs> Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you meet in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. There's a worldwide shortage of fats and oils, so ladies, won't you please save every drop of fat that you can. Put it in a tin and turn it in. Your butcher will gladly pay you a high price for it. The Mel Blanc Show is written by Max Benoff. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.